With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the NYYST podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 190 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. Oh, I have a tummy ache, so I'm not here today. And Stack Guy Rye. What up? You might have to change the intro from the as always, right? Because you always know, you say as always. I'm joined by. Yeah, next week I'm gonna I'm gonna roast them good next yeah, week. You we might have to change that though. How you doing, yeah. bro? Good. Creed's here too. In I case you hear him, I heard him. What's up, Chris? He's a, he's a little uh, discombobulated. We just got back from vacation, and oh, the last yeah. time we were gone that long, we came back with a baby. So he uh, he's looking. He's a little confused right now. I, so he's not. I haven't been able to leave his sight since uh, we came home last night. Yeah, dogs get attached, dude. My dog's like that too. Like, she'll freak out if I'm out of the house for a day. I only came home because of him. You had a good vacation. Yeah, it was short. You know, it's weird now that you got the baby, so you just can't go and get smashed at dinner. Right. Well, one of you can. You can do one night odds and evens. Yeah, and then the other one resents the other one for being drank. Yeah, agreed. And then, you know, it's Rona, too, so, you know, you got to be careful. Was there a lot of people there on the beach? Uh, I wouldn't say. It was probably um, average for this time of year. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on the boardwalk it was super crowded, and nobody nobody cares. That's that's just you know. And I am going to speak freely here because Doctor Go Fouch yourself isn't around today. Right. Uh, you know, oh, it only kills what negative one percent of people over eighty. So why are you scared? Well, you know, there's there's reasons to be scared of it, but the reason why it's not going to go away anytime soon is because nobody cares. Like that's the thing that I learned from being away this week, and. I don't regret going away. I I would have stayed longer if I could have. Um, I I take precautions. My wife takes precautions. We take precautions with the baby, so we're all good. It's just the fact that nobody else seems to give a shit, and that's why it's not going to go away anytime soon. So until the mass, uh, the you know the vast majority of people, you know, respect, <laughs> I guess for lack of a better term, the virus, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, and we went to the zoo yesterday. He took the baby to the zoo. I mean, she's three months old, so what the hell does she know? But yeah. they figured we'd take her to the zoo on the way home. And it's like, all you hear, the lot, social distance, please stay six feet away. And then there's like a family, like, just like they would crowd everybody every time they saw a, a damn animal. I was like, just chill out. They're in a fucking cage. They're not going anywhere. So yeah. wait until these people see it, and then you can come and see it. Yeah, the way the zoo's set up, it shouldn't really be that that difficult there you I don't, know it was it was frustrating from that from that aspect but other than that i mean we had a good time now, it's just were you kind of 
not happy, but was it better that the Yankees didn't play all weekend, or were you kind of disappointed that you didn't get to watch some baseball while you were down I'm, there? I, we got, I mean, in, in a sense, um, got yeah, down there Wednesday. Uh, the Nats were on ESPN, and it ended up getting rained out, so they ended up carrying the Yankee game. So I ended up seeing most of that. And then uh, because then we went out to dinner. And this is the weird thing. I have MLB at bat for the five or six days a year that I might be in Wildwood. And it never, ever works. It never works. It's such a waste of money for me. Yeah. And then this year it came in crystal clear. So I was watching most of the Garrett Cole game. I saw a decent amount of the game Thursday. And then, you know, Friday, you know, was our last day down there. And then, uh, you know, the Mets got COVID. You know, so yeah, and I don't think that I don't think they're gonna do a double header tomorrow. There's nothing scheduled. No, but I was reading some quotes from Boone today, and we we'll get into a few of the other injury updates later on. Uh, it doesn't sound like they're gonna use uh, Monday as a uh, day to make up a couple games, which would be smart because now you're looking at cramp. They're talking about playing two double headers next weekend. I know. I was going to uh, say, I mean, at least they're playing the Mets again on the schedule for the 28th of August to end the, the month. But, yeah, you're going to probably have to play a double header on Friday, and then you'll close out that series on Sunday with a double header. It's pretty ridiculous. You, I mean, James Paxton, who landed on the IL after uh, – Thursday's game was talking about not having enough time to ramp up, and that's mm-hmm. why you see the injuries. And now you're gonna, you know, you have a mutual off day here. If the Mets are cleared to go, let's let's play a doubleheader on Monday as opposed to cramming in, uh, f- you know, what five games in three days. It's not necessary. It doesn't certainly doesn't seem like it. Plus, after that point of the season, the Yankees only have two off days scheduled. Who knows? Not all who these teams are getting those. The, will have to be not, not all these teams days. are getting the sixty. I don't. I don't see that happening. No, I and I wonder what Major League Baseball is gonna. What they plan on doing? Are they just gonna go by winning percentage? You think? Because if they if they maybe had a plan in place before the season started, you could see something. But I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. They didn't have any plan. Well, when they rescheduled the Cardinals after their outbreak, they're only at like I think like fifty five games after they. Yeah, we stayed with them. Like they're basically playing like a doubleheader every other day, and they're and they still only got them up to like fifty five, I think. I mean, when the NBA came back, didn't they? Not all team, not all the teams had an even number of games, right? They, they. I don't know. I think they all might have had eight games. I, I don't know though. So no, they all yeah. played eight games, but if you add what they played previous, it's not all oh, the same. Okay, yeah, definitely not. So I guess they're just going to go based on winning percentage and. You know what I would consider consider doing is cutting the season short two weeks and doing taking a page from the NBA and kind of like cutting teams off. If you don't have a certain winning percentage at a certain date, then you're out, and then those teams will maybe have more of a, an opportunity to make up games. Yeah, I guess you could do that. They're talking about doing a playoff bubble. Aaron Judge spoke today. He didn't. He doesn't like the idea of a playoff bubble. Which, again, if you're going to do a playoff bubble, what is the point of playing the regular season then? I mean, I understand you'll have to play it to get your eight playoff teams, but what's the difference between Team 1 and Team 8 then in in a league if you don't have home field advantage? Even without the fans and notwithstanding this past series against the Rays, the Yankees are a completely different team and a much better team at Yankee Stadium than they are on the road. So what's their motivation for playing hard? 
past getting a seven or eight, you know, oh, we, you know, they'll lock up a seven or eight seed in their sleep, even with all these injuries. So what's the point of them rushing guys back to try to win a division if they're going to play in a bubble? Why? So you could have last licks. How important is that really if, if you're not playing at home? If you're playing in a neutral site? I mean, I don't know. And also, if, if they're going to do that um, extra inning rule in the playoffs, which I feel like they might do that, then last licks isn't really that huge of an advantage anymore, if you really think about it. I mean, you can – I don't even know where I would be able to find this. Maybe while we're recording, you could you could check it out. I believe it's not for the postseason. All right, I then think that, it's only for the regular season. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, dude. But yeah, I mean, look, if if they're gonna play in a bubble, they better announce it soon because that's a that's a great point. I mean, if if you're if you're gonna play in a bubble, then being the one seed means absolutely nothing. So uh, without Chris here, we can definitely talk about like some real important news in the DC fandom the other day. How do you feel, dude? The Justice League trailer. Yeah. I like that they're doing uh, a miniseries out of it, which is what I said they should have done with The Irishman instead of making it one four-hour movie. Make it a miniseries. Yeah, especially if it's a director's cut like that. But the ma- the best thing that I saw was that Batman trailer, dude. That I don't know. I got to get used to look. I got to get used to him. It, Robert Pattinson. it had a nice like comic book feel to it. I mean, not that I'm even a big comic book. Re- I, don't, I don't read comics at all. But it had a cool, it had, it had that vibe to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta get. When I saw him as Bruce Wayne, I didn't get a good vibe from him. So I, I got it. We gotta see him more. Okay. All right, you didn't like him as Bruce Wayne. Okay, I got. It. Oh, okay. 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 But yeah, what what was that though? What DC fandom was that like all virtual thing or do they have a? Yeah, I guess event? because they, there's no Comic Con this year, so they couldn't. Uh, instead of doing all the shit at Comic Con, they did like the DC fandom, and it was just, I guess, just a bunch of. There was a new Wonder uh, Woman trailer out. Yeah, that's I mean, I didn't be know, good. I didn't know Kristen Wig is playing the villain in no, that she movie. Looks, kind of, she might be good, though. Yeah, she know, could pull it of off. Her. A lot of people didn't like Heath Ledger uh, before they saw him. Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, uh, what else? There was a Suicide trailer. Suicide Squad trailer came out. I didn't see that yet. There was uh, actually a Suicide Squad video game uh, preview that came out that actually looked kind of cool. I might... I might check that out eventually. It's the same people that made the Arkham games. If you ever played those, those are really uh, good. Uh, yeah, there is a new Batman game coming out called, uh, I think it's called Gotham yeah, Knight. I heard it looks stupid, but I didn't see. Uh, okay. So, oh, you want us to talk about baseball? So, we're, okay, okay. Yeah, so, we'll talk about baseball. It's tough when your team here. plays once a week. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees have had, they've been off since Thursday. The Mets got a COVID. See, this is what I don't understand. They put these protocols in place, taxi squad, you know, 60 players, 30 player, whatever. One guy tests positive, got to shut, you got to cancel five games because of it. It, it, that, that's what doesn't make sense. And especially when you're doing tests after the fact and the results are negative. So at that point, what, where's the risk and, and why did you have those precautions in place? And why did you add, uh, an extra? two extra playoff spots if you weren't going to give that sort of leeway that teams maybe are going to get a little bit more uh, to make the postseason. You know what I mean? So the Mets come down on Thursday. You want to cancel Thursday's game? You want to cancel Friday's game? Fine. But there's no reason by Sunday we couldn't be playing these games. Yeah, so. I mean, or just yeah, play play at Yankee Stadium if you have to. You're You're right there. It's convenient on either side. 
you know, you made a good point. You're gonna have to cancel all the Marlins home games. It seems like they're the center of all this shit. It's done. It's done. It take everyone should follow what the Phillies tried doing earlier in the year, which was kind of petition to not travel to Miami, and that, and that's what it has to be because what is this? What the third team that's been affected from the Marlins? If you include the Marlins, then yeah. I don't think the Cardinals outbreak had anything no, to do with that. No, I don't think it them, did either. But, uh, definitely, the Mets is definitely related to being down there. They were down there, and it happened. So, uh, I don't know, man. I guess we could break down some of these in, some of these injuries here that happened. Uh, Thursday was a, a bad day for the Yankees. They got swept by the Rays. Uh, I didn't. I, I just have no words for that right now. Yeah. Uh, and then James Paxton, where he was thrown. I think he was throwing a no hitter through four innings. He was looking really good. And then all of a sudden he lost the plate in the fifth, walked a bunch of guys. The, the race took the lead. Uh, early, I think it was the previous half inning where Glaber uh, got an RBI ground out, didn't even make it to first. He was stumbled, stumbling. Yeah, then he got bad. taken out of the game. After the game, then they placed three more players on the IL. Uh, Paxton would have uh, left. And here's the thing with Paxton. This might really be a best-case scenario for him because when you heard forearm, yeah. immediately you're like, okay, that's Tommy John. TJ. But doesn't look like it. It's a left forearm flexor strain. He's gonna. He's not even going to pick up a ball for two weeks. So, I mean, look at where we are right now. I think today is what? August 23rd. So he's not going to pick up a ball till what, like September 7th or 8th? Mm-hmm. By the time you ramp him back up, what is he going to have, like two starts maybe? Yeah. Maybe. So I mean his, I mean his season is pretty much done. I think it, you might be looking at James Paxton as a bullpen guy for the postseason. I don't think there's any way the Yankees are going to be able to build him up to be able to trust him to throw more than two innings right now. Damn, um, dude. I mean, but if you use him as a bullpen arm, then then who are you throwing out there to start? It's, oh, it would just be Cole and Tanaka, and then you'd you'd piece them together. Well, that's. I think the rest of the Yankees' regular season needs to be getting uh, Tanaka and Jordan Montgomery built up. Oh, Montgomery, to Montgomery, you, Montgomery, to give you six, be able to give you uh, six innings at, at a clip. The thing too. Think, sorry, keep going. No, because if you see what we've seen out of Tanaka so far is him coming back late, uh, especially after he got hit by the line drive by Stan, is that he's not built up right now. He's still right. not built up. Well, so that's I what. Think th- that's what Paxton uh, said was the reason for his. I have the quote here from why he uh, thinks he went down. He said, I think it's pretty simple, short spring training. Uh, we didn't get enough time going at a lower speed to kind of build up, and now you're seeing a few weeks into the season, guys are not fresh anymore. The tiredness is building up. We don't have that base we normally have. So, yeah, like what you're saying, Paxton said it. Yeah, and he had back surgery on top of that. So back, when back, guys back. were ramping up, he was still coming back. Coming back, yes. <laughs> Well, the thing uh, though with the with the new playoff format though that that first round will be a three gamer best of three, and then the second round will be a best of five. So you really could get away with with uh, stretching out packs and getting him ready for that. Uh, hopefully, the ALCS if they get that far. But those first two rounds, you you probably can swing. Uh, you can get away with going with two starters. It'll definitely for the first round, and then you go. You would. Oh well, then you got Montgomery too. But I would go for that first round if it does go three. Cole Tanaka. And then green. You know, it's interesting, and a lot of people have brought this up, and I think it might be a way to go, is you don't even throw Garrett Cole in game one in that best of three. I think you have to go Cole in game one. Because, dude, if you lose game one, then one of those two games, that's it. 
you drop it and in baseball you lose one you could if you lose one game you could you could lose a series against the worst team in baseball it, that doesn't work just, like basketball I, I know but i'm just saying like if you it's fair it's a fair thought you could probably you could try to get away with not throwing Garrett Cole in game one. I think the Yankees will. I think it's probably a smart way to go. But then but, if you win, do you not throw him in game two? Because if you game, then throw him in game two, then you're losing him for game one of the next round. See, we don't, again, we got to look at how far apart these series are spaced. If he would right, be able right, to come right, back right, on right, regular right. rest, if he pitched, let's say if he pitched game two, would he be ready for game one? Yeah, so, you got to see how they schedule it. So the Yankees are in, they're in a bit of a you know, they're in a bit of a pickle with their starting pitching right now. Uh, it it didn't look great without uh, Paxton going down, and now with Paxton going down, they're going to have to rely a little bit more heavily on Jay Happ, who uh, we talked about him a little bit last week. Um, yeah. He had a good start against the Red Sox, so he kind of I mean the Red Sox are terrible. They're the first team to twenty losses this season. That. Nice. Uh, but he kind of kind of saved his bacon there for a little while because you know remember we were talking about what would happen if he had a bad start. Would you talking about designating this guy? And now just he's he's just like um, I'm trying to think of the perfect analogy for him, but he just won't go away. Like every time you think that <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, the Yankees uh, can get rid of him, they can't. You know, it's like. Oh, they'll trade. They'll definitely trade Jay Happ. Then Sevy gets Tommy Johnson. Now you need now now you need uh, Jay Happ, and it's like, uh, we'll just shelf uh, Jay Happ, you know, for the rest of the year. Now Paxton's pretty much done for the season, uh, so now you need Happ. But I still don't I still don't see any way he gets to those uh, to those innings markers to uh, to get his option. Apparently, him and Boone had a had a meeting about that very same thing, and you know. Uh, and it's funny because they're not going to come out and say, dude, you suck. We don't want you back next year. But that's kind of where they're at. You know, Hap didn't right. like, I mean, how many days was, it was like nine days or something like that in between his last start after he pitched, uh, before he pitched against the Red Sox. And maybe they should, if that's how he's going to pitch with that much rest, I think that should maybe be a plan going forward. Right, yeah. Get, and the other thing, too, that why you have to rely on him is that it's it's going to be very difficult to add an arm through the trade market. Guys well, aren't the going. Yankees, there's been a couple of uh, trades made. Uh, I think uh, a couple. Who got sent? Uh, well, the Red Sox two, made a few moves. Red Sox relievers Workman. got traded to the Phillies. Uh, the Yankees traded David Hale to the Phillies for a guy named Addison Russ, who for – and this is the this is the intriguing part about this guy Russ. He's 25 years old. Uh, he's he's been assigned to the alternate site. He's got great strikeout potential. I think he struck out like 200 in like 155 career minor league innings, which would seem like the type of guy the Phillies would want because their bullpen is so bad. But they traded him to get David Hill. So, I mean, there's a few arms that they could go with. I, I I'm just looking at the standings here, like the diamond. See, that's another thing though too. The season's short, and there's an open playoff field. Teams that are at that 500 mark that would usually be sellers are maybe more prone to hold on to guys at this point and to go for a run because look at what the Nationals did last year. Terrible start to the season. They made the playoffs, and they went on a run, and they won it all. You make the playoffs in baseball, you can win the World Series. Yeah, basically what's going to happen here is you're going to see teams like the Red Sox and Pirates, the teams that have absolutely no shot of getting into the postseason trade players and 
I mean, you got Robbie Ray with the Diamondbacks. You could his name always comes up there in dead last. Or you're gonna are you gonna trade real fringe guys like an Addison Russ or a David Hale or who or Workman from you know these guys aren't great you know I mean you might hold on to Russ's potential for the Yankees but I mean who heard of him before uh, he got right. traded the other day No, he's not a splash it's not a splash you won't see much of that you know like you know as we mentioned uh, last on last week's show it's gonna be hard to make real big game changing trades in my opinion. Because of the fact that these guys are not getting scouted, there's no minor league system to go to to, to sit there and watch a guy, or you know. So we'll we'll see how it breaks down. But then you know, we'll, you know, Luis Avalon, right? He became a useful piece of his Yankees bullpen, shoulder soreness or fatigue, mm. however the Yankees phrased it. He's on the shelf, so now you lose him. Uh, this was after Zach Britton in Wednesday's game went on the IL with a hamstring. Uh, so the Yankees bullpen is kind of beaten you know, up right now. You know who I'm going out and getting? Who? Former Yankee. You want to guess? No. Andrew Miller. Doesn't Come he have Rona, bro? He was, he was in He's that, back. He, he just got his first uh, hold yesterday. Or today, maybe. I think it was earlier today. Yeah, so, but the Cardinals, the Cardinals have such a good winning percentage because they've only played 17 games. They're 9-8. and eight. So if they do go by winning percentage, that's another team that they're going to sneak in. But I want Miller back. He was my favorite Yank. Yeah, he hasn't been himself in the last year. Yeah, that's another thing too, though. So you can maybe get him for cheap. So hopefully the Cardinals start losing. That's a piece I'm looking for. I'm looking at Andrew Miller. I'm looking at Robbie Ray. I'm looking. I know you don't like him. Ken Giles. And there was another arm I can't think of right now. I'm trying to think of like just free agents upcoming. Where's Giles right now? Is he's, he Toronto? Still? Yeah, he's with Toronto, but he's hurt. But that's an yeah, arm so I'm he, looking to get. You're not going to make a trade for him, though, especially if he's hurt. Yeah, no, if he's hurt, for sure. But if he can come back, I don't know, man. They 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 got to do something. I I don't see how they're gonna if at the way they're currently built. I don't I don't see how they're gonna get it done this year. Yeah, well, you know, Gleyber Torres is hurt. Boone said it's two or three weeks before we'll see him. And again, look at where we are right now. So, you know, <clears throat> we're talking like midway through September before Torres comes back, and he wasn't exactly uh, scorching uh, the ball when he when he was playing. So, you know, he's gonna have to build back up again. Hopefully, his his uh, hot streak will come in October. But it's just it's one thing after another, and. You know, guys like Paxson will say it was because uh, the short spring training. But, you know, this is two years in a row now for the Yankees. And I don't understand the fans that say, oh, what's the matter? These guys don't stretch. Have you ever been to a baseball game before? What are they doing on the baselines before the game starts? They're stretching. So it's something, it's not something so flippant that you can say, oh, they don't stretch. Yeah, they stretch. So what is it? You wanted this the training staff fired. That's what happened. Is this training staff bad too? I mean, where are we with this? Hey, look, man, when you build a team that's based on power, you're going to have bigger, bulkier guys, and they, they're maybe more susceptible to injuries. When you're not built around contact-type players that maybe have, I don't know, different body types, more agile, 
then it doesn't explain. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't explain why Torres and Britain have hamstring. No, you're injuries. right. I'm just trying to find something. I was more thinking of like your uh, Stanton's and Judge. Well, Aaron Judge is supposedly going to be back on Tuesday when the Yankees resume playing against the Braves. So you know. Yeah, he was swinging against Montgomery, I think. And who Hamm. knows though? Yeah, who I don't. Knows? I, I don't never get my. I'll, I'll report the news, but I don't get my, my hopes up about it, especially after the last two seasons. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating, man. You know, the Yankees haven't called anybody up to replace the three guys that went on the IL because there's really no need to. So who's the name the fans are screaming about right now? And it's Clark Schmidt. Mm-hmm. But the problem with Clark Schmidt is he's not on the 40-man roster. So there's not really – I mean – was Ionetta like on the this, forty man? This, I'm sorry, Chris Ionetta. Didn't he retire? Wasn't isn't that an open spot? Did they re- re- think, replace that? Yeah, I think they had to put Kratz on the forty man though. Uh, so as far as I know, that uh, they don't have an open forty man spot, uh, and the fans want Schmidt up. And here's what: I, if you are, they should have made an exception for this season from the sixty players. That are that are between MLB and the alternate site. There should be no roster maneuvering. It's they're all eligible to be on the major league team this year. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, so they they're eligible. They would just have to be placed on the forty man. Isn't that just what it normally is? Yeah, like all your minor league guys, like you know, they would have to be put on the forty man roster to be eligible for the major league roster. And Schmidt's not on the forty man roster, which. I thought they should have done away with this year. Anybody from the 60-man player pool should have been eligible this year and just not even worried about the 40-man roster. But, again, I guess I, you know with service time and everything else, they probably have to deal with that type of thing. But I mean, the only two spots you'd maybe replace are that uh, is uh, Miguel Yehure. Yeah, but he's young. The Yankees aren't yeah, going to. And Luis, uh, Luis Medina, but I doubt they're going to. Do anything yeah, with those guys. I they're mean, young. if you're looking at the, I don't have it in front of me, but if you're looking at the forty man, two names you gave me are just are they're two young pitching prospects. Right. So to remove them from the forty man, the Yankees would have to subject them to waivers, and I don't mm. think they want to do that with either one of them. Maybe Ben if, Heller. Ben Heller. I mean, we like Ben Heller, but I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, there's there's moves that you could do, but I'm not really just Ben Heller. And uh, Avalon, if he can't come back healthy, they'll cut ties with him. But who knows? Yeah, fans, they just say, oh, put him on the roster. Well, it's not that easy. Right. You know, you got to get rid of somebody. And maybe, you know, Ben Heller isn't as sexy of a name as Clark Schmidt. But there's obviously a reason why the Yankees uh, don't want to get rid of him. He probably does have uh, options left so they, they can control him. He's got a good arm coming off the of Tommy John. Maybe they still want to see what they have in them. You know, it's just not cut and dry. It's not just, you know, that's what the problem is. You know, too many fans play video games and they don't understand that it's just not that easy. Like you, like if you subject somebody to waivers and MLB the show, you know, most of the time you have that shit turned off. So nobody's going to pick them up. So it's just going to wind up back in your minor league, your minor league roster. It doesn't work like that in major in real in real major league baseball. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, somebody else that's hanging around in, uh, in Scranton is Miguel Andujar. I would, 
I would say he's probably going to get called up before Tuesday's game. I, I can't say that for sure. It sounds like uh, from what Boone said today is that Estrada and Wade are going to handle the middle infield positions while LeMayu and Torres are out. Um, again, you know, you brought up this point earlier in the week. Comparing Wait, hold on, Christian. Hold on, Christian. Start, start over again. You're breaking up a bit right now. All right, because you brought, in case anybody didn't hear me, if you brought this up earlier in the week and you wanted to talk about it on the show here, is can you compare uh, Miguel Andujar to the way that Java Chamberlain got handled, uh, you know, about 10, 12 years ago? I mean, when you break it down, dude, they're pretty much, this, it's pretty much the same thing going on here, right? Don't you think? Because you look at what Andujar, right? They had they're changing his position. Is that is that something that's kind of getting to his head a bit? Jabba Chamberlain changes position, but really the main thing, the main comparison, yeah, they changed positions. But you look at their rookie year performances or their first year performances, and they were standout players. And that doesn't happen a lot. I I asked Chris this trivia. You want a little trivia right now? Sure. Name me all of the Yankee Rookie of the Year winners since nineteen seventy. And what? All of the Yankees Rookie of the Year winners since the year 1970. Who has won Rookie of the Year for the New York Yankees since the year 1970? Well, Jeter's one of them. Jeter, 96. Uh, Aaron Judge. Judge. Since 1970? 1970. 50 years. Did Munson win one? Thurman Munson won in 1970. So you got, who'd you go? Ju- you said Judge already? Yeah, Judge, Judge Jeter, Jeter Munson. Munson. How many Did more? Mattingly get one? No. No. There's one more only. I, I Who is it? Dave Vergetti in 1981. So only four. Only Thurman Munson, Dave Vergetti, Derek Jeter, and Aaron Judge. So there hasn't really been a lot of great rookie performances. So if you're going 20 years, but you could now, you could almost look 50 years back of the last 20 years, Jabba Chamberlain had one of the best rookie years or first seasons for the Yankees as than anyone else on in, in Yankee history, right? And you would say Miguel Andujar is one of those guys. I mean, who else is there? You got maybe Matsui had a good rookie year. Well, Matsui got jobbed because yeah, he, I know. Who, they who decided won that, that he wasn't a rookie. Uh, on Hell Baroa. I couldn't think of his name, the shortstop for the Royals. So not they a just, lot of great the rookie writers performances. Just, yeah, the writer I don't get me started. The writers decided that Matsui mm-hmm. wasn't a rookie uh in 03 because he played in Japan, but just two years earlier they didn't think the same thing about Ichiro and then uh Bullshit. ten years, you know, fifteen years later they didn't think the same thing about Shohei Otani. So you tell me what's going on over there. So you got Jabba, you got Miguel Andujar, both players with great starts to their Yankee careers and they tried testing the water for different reasons one Gio Rochelle is blocking Andujar the other Jabba they maybe wanted to see if they could use him as a starter his one year as a starter he made like 27 starts to a 4.75 ERA I think it was I yeah he got up. hurt yeah, and then he got hurt, and then it Remember was just all the back dumb and forth. Rules they had around, right? Him too. And and you look at you look at the Jabba years. That's kind of when it all started with this whole uh, emphasis on pitch count and all that. So that that's when that happened. But I don't know. It just kind of reminded me of Jabba in a way. Like, is this kind of has this gotten to Miguel Andujar in a way where it's it's like it's it's one thing 
then it's another thing, and, and he's not doing well in the role that they want him to play. Same with Jabba. And I don't know. What's next for Miguel Andujar? Well, here's is where he gonna have to auction, is he going to auction his whole house off? Is, is that what is, where this is going? Yeah, well, maybe he Is he going to jump drunk. on a trampoline now? Is he going to break his ankle on a trampoline with his kid? You never know. But here's where it's a big difference for me in between Andujar and Jabba. Right. Jabba didn't get hurt in 2000. I mean, he did get hurt in 2008, but he didn't get hurt to where somebody had to come in. You know, he pitched. You know, Andujar got hurt what, five games in or three games into the season. He had, you know, and he was done. He was cooked. That was it for him. So they right. had to bring somebody in. And, and the guy they brought in ends up being better pretty damn good. Yeah. Jabba, they they had a role for him where he was great at. He was phenomenal in the setup role. They should have never played with him there, making him a starter. Yeah. A, is a starter more valuable than a setup guy? Probably it is. And then maybe today it is. And, you know, today it's not. I guess maybe it's not as valuable. Yeah, the I way agree. the emphasis is put on bullpens, but back in 2007, 2008. But. You know, Jabba, had, Jabba excelled at something. His primary role, he excelled at. You know, the thing with Andujar is that you got there's two sides to his coin. He just can't go out. He's not a D. He wasn't a DH. He just couldn't go out there and hit. He was a mm-hmm. third baseman, which he was not a good one at. So the Yankees, in respect to his bat, wanted to try to keep him in the lineup somehow. And they were, you know, that's why they made it. Tried to make him a left fielder, which. We've seen that rear its ugly head this year as well, where he he doesn't belong in the outfield. No, does not. So I mean, what do you do with him? And his trade value is, you know, it's next to nothing right now. He hasn't come back yet. You know, the one thing he did well hit he hasn't done since. I mean, yes, yeah, sporadic playing time, coming off the bench, but he hasn't shown you that the bat is still there. You know, guys get hurt like that. They can be one-hit wonders. You never know how a guy's going to recover, especially from a major surgery, a major injury like Miguel Andujar had. Yeah, the Yankees like, were just being too—they were—they were being too smart for their own good, thinking that they could do something that they shouldn't have done with Jabba Chamberlain. Whereas Miguel Andujar, I feel like he would have been the third baseman all of last year had he not have gotten hurt. And we would have never really heard of Gio Rochella. He might have popped up here and there with all the injuries that the Yankees had, but he would have never fell in love with Gio. He would never become, you know, a, uh, you know, a guy that's like a budding star in this league. You know, there, that's where I do see where your point yeah, is coming from. Yeah, it's definitely a stretch for sure. I was kind of, It was more of just... Uh... You know, I'm not not that I was joking. I just I I felt some similarities there. That the you know he's back and forth, back and forth. Rick and Keel, that's a good uh, one and done type year. I'm looking up uh, players that were one hit wonders, like Jabba. Poor guy. He had such a good first no, literally season, though, man. Yeah, I mean, 2007, 24 innings pitched, 34 strikeouts, one earned run. And then he came yeah, in eighth, eighth in rookie of the year for his first official season in two thousand eight. Those damn bugs got him. That was it. Those bugs down in Cleveland. You know, before we get into a couple of things from the week here, I got I want to bring this up with you because I saw it coming all over social media. Uh, a competing podcast, and I'm not going to give the name out. I mean, if you're listening to this show, you probably know who we're talking about because you've probably seen it. 
brought up the idea of trading Aaron Judge this week yeah. or last, whenever our last show was. They seriously and brought that up? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I didn't listen to it. I saw people reacting to it. Uh, if you're being serious about wanting to trade Aaron Judge and you're trying to be a serious podcast in, in this market, you need to find something else to do because that's just having a hot take to be to have a hot take. You can't sit there and legitimately tell me that you want to trade Aaron Judge. And then it comes to the point where, like, now on MLB Network, you, you see these uh, proposed trades. Now the Yankees are going to, you know, of, of trying to get Francisco Lindor. Trade, they wanted to trade Andujar and Torres for Francisco Lindor, which I have to say I would do under this precipice that I would get Lindor locked up long term. I'm not trading Glaber Torres right. for Francisco Lindor, and Francisco Lindor is going to walk. If you're telling me Lindor is locked up for the next seven years, I think you have to do it. As much as I love Glaber Torres, I think you have to do it, but you can't trade him for a friggin' rental. Absolutely not. No, absolutely but, not. You know, so it begs the question like, if the Yankees don't win it this year, are you looking to trade pieces of this core off? Well, I think, gosh. You already know the fan base wants Gary Sanchez out of here. You know what's and a big JL, piece JTL, for that? Sorry, JTL Real no. Muto is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Yeah. So. I mean, you got to see, you got to see what they do with DJ LeMahieu. Because if they don't, if they don't bring back LeMahieu, let's say, are you, you're, you're moving Torres back to second. Yeah, I would. I would probably do that. And then, you know, would you try to go get Lindor in free agency? I try and get Lindor. If I don't want to shell out that cash, do you maybe think of a, a Didi reunion? He's oh, a free he, agent, yeah, right? I don't, I don't know, man. It's it's too it's. But here's the thing: people that are bringing up these these ideas of trading off pieces of your core, you just signed Garrett Cole. Right. Right. Aren't you trying to make a run here for the next four or five years? That's what I don't get about it. Yeah, because yeah, you you wouldn't want to do that if you want to go on a nice little run here, unless you're and getting you, a and, you, and, and I didn't again. I didn't listen to it. I don't care to listen to it. I don't listen to our competition. Any of them, I don't because it it doesn't affect the way I do my this show. It, it I mean, maybe we'll bring up something if it is interesting like this is but dude who would you even get for aaron judge you're gonna what are you gonna do you're gonna trade him for a team that's trying to make a run themselves and get prospects back how does that benefit the yankees no i there, I, I don't even know what to say because it just there's not there, a route where it makes sense right now is there a glaber for lindor deal out there for aaron judge where at least you get a superstar back and where you can say okay it makes sense i don't think so you would need one of the top. Aaron Judge, one healthy, is one of the top ten players in Major League Baseball. I don't care. I'll I'll fight somebody that tells me he's not when he's healthy. He sure, is. because you you look at the plays he makes every single night. He's making a nice play defensively. It, go, it gets over. It, it constantly gets overlooked. He's he's. How many times do you see a a ball that's hit and it it looks like a routine double and it ends up being a single because of him? It happens almost every game. He's a lot quicker out there than you think he is. He knows how to play that right field. That's the best thing you could yeah. say about a guy is that he knows how to play his home ballpark. That's where, like, if you're going to, if you want to truly break up, 
break up any part of this core, Aaron Judge would not be that one because when healthy, he is the most well-rounded of that core where you can find when healthy, you can find um, weaknesses in, in Glaber Torres's game. You could find weaknesses in Gary Sanchez's game, but not with Aaron Judge. But I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, see, I wouldn't trade any, anybody that's under team control the way these guys are. You know what I mean? Like if you trade yeah. if you trade Sanchez, then you have to go out and you have to pay someone more than yes. you were paying Gary Sanchez, who just broke his own record for home runs for a catcher on the Yankees last year. Set the record. Gary Sanchez is gonna make what, five, six, seven million dollars in arbitration Something next like year. That, yeah. Okay. So you wanna trade him to get JTL Remuto, and then what? You're gonna have to pay him what? 23, 20. $25 million a year at least. for what, five, six years? And then what happens? Then you don't get DJ LeMayu? And how's the fan base going to react to that? Right. And then you're locking you're locking up some money on a position where you didn't have to if you just kept And what Gary do you Sanchez. think is more important, trading Sanchez to get rid of him and then bring – because if you trade Gary Sanchez, you have to get Real Muto. You have to. Yeah. That's the only way you live with it. Right. Because who else besides Real Muto, Real Muto, is is better is uh, better than Gary Sanchez behind the plate? I'm trying to think. I can't really. I mean, Grandal, but he's not a guy you would. And I, I mean, he, I think he's he's tied up in a big deal anyway. Yeah, I think he just signed some got some cash. I don't know, man. It just it's not even something that I think that it's worth talking about because it's it's not something in a business sense that you would see the Yankees doing right now no it's not so i think that if you you know what if you if you wanted to gain some publicity for your podcast by saying something stupid then congratulations you did yeah. you made us bring it up on here you we, you didn't get any pub from us we didn't drop your name on here but <laughs> uh and this is not shots fired either you know somebody's gonna uh-huh. go back and tell them oh nyyst's talking shit we're just saying that your take was and again, I didn't listen to it. Maybe you had a well thought out plan, but it's stupid if you trade an Aaron Judge. I don't care how well thought out it is. I'm sorry. Unless you're getting Mike Trout, are you getting Mike Trout back? Are you getting mm. Mike Trout back? Right. Then, then I'll listen to you. But if you're not, then I don't want to listen to you. So we last recorded Sunday afternoon because the Yankees played Sunday night baseball. Then Sunday and Monday, they took care of the Red Sox, swept them out of town. Uh, Christian Vasquez had an interesting quote after. Yeah, what did that douchebag say? I, I don't like that guy. Because uh, I think the Yankees have won like 11 out of 12 or 13. I don't know what the exact Oh, yeah, he, re- he was ring counting. He was doing what uh Yeah, he's like, he's like yeah, that's nice, that. but I, I kind of like my ring. They don't have any rings over there. And then Guardy was like, uh. uh excuse me. <laughs> Guardy's, Guardy's the lone survivor. The lone, the lone survivor of the 09 team, so. Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? I mean, I get it. The Red Sox. I mean, dude, you. I was thinking about that 2018 run that they went on. That that's one of the best teams of the of the last 20 years. Probably no, they since, were great. Probably they since were, the '98 Yankees. They were absolutely great, but they also cheated. So true, 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 true. They cheaters, cheaters. So, uh, you know, then the Yankees welcomed in the the Rays to town, who the Rays have uh, apparently, I think they lost, I think they got swept over. (laughs) This is why baseball pisses me off so much. I know, and that's kind of what has been happening all year with the Rays. They lose to everybody else, but they 
See, that's what that's what happens though when when you manage. I because I watched that next game, the game. Uh, I think it was the Blue Jays, right? They just got swept. Oh, I'm by. sorry. I was looking at the I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh, well, they I was won. looking at their their record at the time of the game on Tuesday. But the Rays have won the last two games. Uh, they they uh, they're back in first place because they have a higher winning percentage, even though the Yankees have less losses. So ah, shit. Uh, it's it's just going to be. Well, they lost that first game, right, to Toronto. Yeah, they did lose the first game. Well, I I noticed in that game that it was kind of they lost they lost that game because they swept the Yankees because they they man Kevin Cash managed that series against that Yan- the Yankees completely different than he managed that first game where he was going to the big arms in that Yankee series, but it cost them that first game. But hey, who cares if they still won that series? It's not about winning games; it's about winning series. So. But I mean, Jesus, dude, they cannot beat this team, and they're so smug about it. And it's it's getting to it's know, it's getting to my head. So uh, Tuesday night, Yanks lost six to three. The Tanaka pitched; he wasn't great. Uh, gave a, you know that 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 was a typical bad Tanaka performance where he just gives up a bunch of dingers. Yeah, when That's he's bad, you know, you know it. Uh, what else happened? And then here's the game. I guess we really need to talk about. Is Wednesday's game? They lost the game four to two. That was Garrett Cole's start. Uh, he gave up two solo home runs. Which, guys, look at Garrett Cole's numbers from last year. I I, I can't deal with these tweets. Oh, he gives up too many home runs. Uh, he gave up a lot of home runs last year. Career high That's last what? year, twenty nine. Yeah, Co- and career, your, lo- career right, low ERA, two point five. Twenty yeah, I mean, and five record. So what does it really matter? He gives up nothing. If he gives up two two runs a game, one two runs a game, and they're solo home runs, what do you care? That's baseball, Susan. <laughs> so here we are. We're uh, I believe it was the uh, seventh inning. Now uh, Cole gets a big strikeout, and again I'm going based on on memory here because I was watching the game on my phone while I was out to dinner. You know, it was away Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is when things kind of get interesting here. The, the game is tied up. It's 2-2. Um, six and two-thirds innings. It was a, a season high in pitches for Cole. And Boone goes and gets him. So here's my, I, here's my point, right? I understand why Aaron Boone went and got him. I absolutely understand why you got him, but you you let him pitch to that batter to get the two outs in the inning. That's your ace. That's your workhorse. Give him that. Give him that next batter. He deserves to win or lose the game right there. Well, and I think that I I agreed with what Cole said. <clears throat> he he kind of he kind of wished that Boone didn't make that decision until he got to the mound, but he had already signaled for Britain. So whatever Cole said, whatever that he said to Boone didn't matter at that point. So I would have liked maybe for Boone to at least go out there and let Cole plead his case a bit, but he totally didn't and and Cole was not happy. Which yeah, I, lo- I, I like seeing. You like seeing that though, right? No, absolutely. That's right, a, cool. that's the competitor in him. You want to see that. Absolutely. Uh and I think a lot of fans that have a problem with Boone making the decision before he went to uh he, he went to the mound, but I think Boone also didn't want his mind made up. His mm-hmm. mind changed. Excuse me. Uh, 
And as the manager, I understand that because I think he went out there saying to himself, if I don't make this pitching change right now, I know Garrett Cole's going to talk me out of this, and I don't want him to face another batter. And as the manager, he deserves that uh, He deserves that right. He does. But as the ace, as the workhorse, as the guy you paid $324 million to, Garrett Cole has the right to be mad about coming out of that game. He has the right to be mad about not even letting, not even be able to speak his mind to his manager, you know, and that's something that the two of them are going to have to work on. It sounds like, you know, uh, maybe they did speak about it afterwards. And, and here's another thing I got to take some fans to task on is that they were like, Oh, Garrett Cole's a baby. No, he's not. The guy's a competitor. The guy wants to win. He wants the ball in his hands. When's the last time you saw a guy pitch for the Yankees that wanted the ball as badly as Garrett Cole does? Especially in this screwed up season that we're in, knowing how important that game was, that he wanted the ball in his hand. I'll take 25 more like him. Now, how do you feel about that if the situation was in October? It was a playoff game. It, I I think he goes and talks to him in a playoff game. You think so? Says, you, uh, yeah, I think it's different. Dude, it's tough, though, in the playoffs because it's so magnified. Like, you could think of off the top of your head, I got two moments where a manager was maybe going to take the pitcher out, but he thought other – I could think of three now where he was going to take the guy out, but he changed his mind and he went back to the dugout. You got Harvey. Remember that. Yeah, in the 2015 World Series. Oh, but then you got one that worked, though, with Messina Messina and and Torrey. Torrey was going to go take him out. He stayed in and he he got the job done. You have Pedro, remember that. Was that 2003? Yeah. And then what was the guy's name? Jeez. Well, on the well, Diamondbacks. Even, remember that? You even remember uh, last year in the ALCS, Boone, Boone uh, went to go talk to Paxton, and, and that was a let's fucking go moment. Right, 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 right. And uh, that almost, <laughs> yeah, it almost, we almost went right over the wall there. <laughs> they got away with that one by the skin of their teeth. You know, you know why Boone I think does did it too is that he likes bringing in these relievers with two outs, where they can go and get one guy for that final out, and then he doesn't have to worry about the three batter minimum for the next inning. Yeah, but it was Britain though, and he left him in the game. Yeah, and he ended up blowing it. Yeah, and then I then you got to hear people saying, "Oh well." Boone well, no, he left it. him. He left him in the game, sure, but he didn't have to leave him in the game for three batters. That's the point I'm I'm making. Which he did. He only faced what one. Two more batters after that, or he only got one more out after that. Yeah, uh, and that was another thing. Uh, again, I didn't know that Britain was hurt, so when people were complaining that they should have went to get get him, I was just watching as saying it was the right move to leave Britain in there because I mean he's more of a ground ball threat than Adovino is. Right. So you're trying to 100%. get the double play there. So, but apparently he was hurt. Um, I don't know, man. the The real curious move in that game to me was the uh, pinch hitting uh, Andujar in that spot at the end right. of the game for Talkman for to not leave Talkman in there and then pinch hit uh, Andujar for Estrada. That was the move I thought they were going to make. I get it; it's lefty lefty, but Talkman hits lefties, Talkman, and Andujar yeah. has been atrocious this year. He has not hit the ball with any authority. Hey, I I said that they were gonna make they were gonna use Andujar against lefties though, huh? That was what they've yeah. been trying. And Estrada yeah, there it, though, he shouldn't have been the guy. He looked and it he was looked a, like shit in that game. 
and it was a feeble at bat. Terrible. And, it, and he got sent and he got sent down after the game. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't say it was going to work. I said that's what they were going to try and do. But the reason why Tauchman was even in the game, that's Clint Frazier's spot, is that, you know, close game late, you know, you're taking Frazier out of the game, and you have to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. Clint's been great since he's been up here, and he hasn't really made the Clint error, the classic Clint error out there. But you gotta cover, you gotta cover your ass in that spot late in the game. You gotta go for defense. Yeah, man. What are you gonna do? That was a tough loss. Glass now pitched a great game. I mean, dude, talk about one of the worst trades in baseball was that Chris Archer for Glass now and and Austin Meadows. Holy crap! Thank, yeah, thank you, Pirates. Look at that I mean, team this really, year. That, yeah, that doesn't look good at all. And I think is I think Archer's hurt this year. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's playing at least. But dude, what were you thinking, man? Glassnow throws gas, and Meadows was MLB ready when you let when you got rid of him. Trade a yeah, prospect so, at least. Yeah, it was bad. It was definitely a bad trade. Definitely, yeah. uh, that's a trade type of trade that gets you fired. I mean, the Rays, dude. Why can't the Yankees? What? It, what do you think it is? Like what? Do they just, is it, I mean, does Kevin Cash manage a, he, a little bit tougher against the Yankees? These guys match up well, I guess. Zunino's having big uh, games against them. Is that a guy you go out and trade for? Get Sanchez no. for Zunino? <laughs> Just kidding. Get the hell out of here. Kevin uh, Kiermeyer? Nah, he sucks. And here, you know, and then, again, I didn't really watch a lot of this game because I was just, I was on the beach. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and they were losing and I just couldn't, you know, I, I just, I just have to decompress sometimes. It's just like, I just don't sure. want to be aggravated when I'm trying to relax. Yeah. You know, if I was home, yeah, I would have st- st- stuck with this game every pitch, but you know, you're on the beach, you're just trying to chill. Yeah. You can't be, I just didn't want to, but the Yankees get swept. The game gets busted open. Uh, the race put up. You know, and it was a little, you know, it was a little back and forth there. The Yankees, you know, Gio hits the home run. They go back in front, and the Rays bust it open, and there's just, that was kind of it there. Um, I completely forgot what the point was. Oh, and then after the, after the sweep is over, fans are saying, oh, the, the Yankees lost because the Rays are hungry. They're hungrier than the Yankees. Can can somebody explain to me why the Yankees aren't hungry? What do they have to be full about? They're not hungrier than what, the Yankees. Who, They're healthier than the Yankees. What for the for the fans out there that want to make the argument that the Rays are hungry, the Rays want it more than the Yankees. Why? What what have the Yankees won exactly? What are they resting off of their laurels from 2017 that they were the underdog for the first time in forever and they got to Game Seven of the World uh, ALCS, or that they were. Or they maybe they you know they made it to the ALCS last year and that's good enough for them, because if that's good enough for the Yankees, then that's that's not that's not the Yankees that I know. I'm sorry. This team is hungry. You hear about it all the time. They they want this. If the Rays are hungrier, maybe you want to say that, but you can't tell me the Yankees aren't hungry because they're they're sitting back being acting like what they've done the last three years is an accomplishment. That's that's horseshit. You can't sell me that. I'm sorry. So I, I, I can't listen to that. I'm not going to listen to that either, to be honest with you. That the, 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 the Yankees aren't hungry, and that's why they lost to the Rays. Well, you know what? If they win the World Series this year and they want to stick their finger in their ass and half-ass the season next year, 
or they've won back-to-back World Series and want to do that shit in 2022, then you can tell me that they're mm-hmm. not hungry and that's why they're losing to good young teams. But I, that's not that, that just can't be the reason right now that they're not hungry. The fuck did they win? What did this team nothing, won? Nothing. They haven't eaten anything. But, you know, I, I, I look at it as a positive because the Yankees were rolling this, this whole year until the Rays kind of brought them back to reality a bit. And, you know, now it's maybe extra motivation for the Yankees to go out there. I, I don't know, but it's, 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 it's kind of eye-opening to see because the Yankees were rolling here before, before the Ra- they started playing the Rays. They hadn't lost a game at home until this series. They lost three. I mean, um, shit. What was I? What was I about to? What was the point I was making, dude? I don't know. I'm shot tonight, bro. You got tum tum. You tum tum hurt like your brother. Yeah, at least I'm here oh. though. Oh my god, poopy butt. I'm Tyler Wade. I got poopy butt. But dude, uh, no. What I was what I was gonna say is that you're you see when the Yankees are bad, it's like it's the same thing every single year. They can't get the timely hit, and they just don't hit at all with runners in scoring position. They they have opportunities and they squander them every single time. I mean, if you really want to look for it, it's out there. But their runners in scoring position average is like under a hundred versus the Rays this year, and it's probably I think wow. it's close to three hundred versus everybody else. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, it's just like that's the kind of team that you're going to face in the postseason. You're going to face a Tyler Glass now. The Yankees never, they sort of reason they don't play well in the trop. And who can blame them? The place right. is a shithole. Right. And then this season, I mean, this series, the Rays are a good team. They're not a, They're not the Red Sox who are, you know, talk about teams half assed and things. The Red Sox are half, they, they're not into this season at all. I'm surprised, being dead honest with you, I'm surprised we didn't hear five guys opting out after the Yankees swept them on Monday. Yeah, they should just do a group opt out at this point and, and go with the, uh, what's their minor league team then? The Pawtucket uh, Red the Sox. Paw Sox. Should, yeah, yeah, Paw Sox should go up there because they might win more games. So. And you know the you know, sometimes you just catch a team at the right time. There's only you can only play to a certain level when you're missing Aaron Judge, when you're missing Stan, when you're missing uh, uh, DJ LeMayu, when you know no right. And you know nobody outside on your team outside of Luke Voigt is. And can, you know what? Uh, you know Luke Voigt gets shit from us on uh, me and you mostly, but my God. The guy's been on on a fucking tear Unreal. lately. Unreal. You ne- you needed somebody to step up right now with all these injuries, and he looks like he might be that guy right now this year. I mean, if you're going to give out an MVP award this season, I think you have to look at Void as a as a definite candidate. I'm not going to say I'm not saying he's going to win it, but especially the way he got hot and has carried carried this team and with the injuries right now, you definitely got to look at dude. Look and at that, that opposite field home run he hit too. I mean, second deck. Opposite field. That's something you don't see. Disgust. It was it was nasty. That other guy though on the, uh, I, I think it's Low Brandon Low. Brent Lau. I Lau. Say it. Yeah, I know they have another Low on the team, so it's confusing. Yeah, but Lau's are, Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's he's that good. He's having an MVP caliber year. Then of course so. you got Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout. Okay. But okay. Uh, yeah, Luke Voigt, dude, what a season he's having so far. Yeah, you just got to give Luke Voigt credit. I mean, yeah, he's the only sure. one that's really done anything offensively, uh, you know, with his latest rash of injuries. The Yankees are going to have to get offense from somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, hopefully, with Judge coming back on t- Tuesday. Uh, and that's the thing with 
they've been off since Thursday now. Uh, so, if, you know, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days without playing. You know, you knew Voight had to cool off eventually. You just hope that these four games didn't cool him off, that he just kind of pick up. Maybe not with the dingers. The home run pace that he was on was ridiculous. What did he hit, like five and four games or yeah, something like that? Nasty. But... <clears throat> Hey, man, you know, the Yankees are still they're in second place in the AL East, so that's a guaranteed postseason spot. If mm-hmm. they're going to they're gonna host uh, the, the best of three. So, I mean. And look at, like look it, at the, look at the, well, actually the Blue Jays are starting to heat up a bit. But, I mean, look, the Orioles are in third place right now at 14 and 14. So is that third place team in the American League East going to even finish above 500? And are the Yankees not going to finish above 500? So it, playoffs are looking pretty damn good right now yeah so they just gotta they just gotta get healthy that's just what it is you know but Mayu's taking dry swings and playing catch it might not be uh, you know too much longer for him but, but again he's a guy that you really you really can't rush him no. if that thumb's not right then he's just not going to be the same player so you, you just gotta let him take the time to heal right now i don't think i don't think aaron boone and brian cashman feel any type of urgency to get guys back on the field faster than they need to be no no especially with the as long as the top two teams make it in each division they'll be fine and there's no you want to you obviously want to win the division but if you finish second place it's just it's pretty much as good as winning the division with the way the postseason is set up this year and if you throw in that they're going to be playing in a bubble then it's not there's no point yeah, I mean, if they're going to do this bubble thing, then there really is no point. The only in, point would be maybe they play better just because they're wearing pinstripes. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but we'll take a quick look at the week ahead here. Uh, apparently, there's going to be no games on Monday, even though it seems like the Mets are over this kind, this this little mini outbreak they had. They had two people test positive: one player, one coach. Uh, and then they're playing two games against the uh, Braves in Atlanta before they come back to New York. To I'm in, somehow I got the 2021 here. I don't want to go. You got them. Yeah, they got the Mets at home and then the Rays at, at home. home, right? Yeah. How did I get to 2021? I don't know, bro. You tra- tra- travel through time. Yeah, it's. <laughs> So that's that's what we're looking at here. Uh, two games against the uh, the Braves, an off day Thursday, and then it, it they might be playing five against the Mets over that weekend. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that's not going to do the Yankees any favors. No, I mean, but help. then the the good thing is when you look at the Yankees' September schedule, though. Let's see how, how the Blue Jays are playing by then. But you got the Orioles, Blue Jays. Orioles, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Marlins. That's September. Yeah, if the Yankees need to win a bunch of games and make a run in September, they right. have the schedule to do it. Yes. Because after they play the first and second against the the uh, Rays, it's the Orioles, Blue Jays, Orioles, Blue Jays, Sox, Toronto, Miami. Who they don't go to Miami, which no. is good. Yeah, that is good. We don't need the we don't need the Rona around really? here, especially to end the year. Yeah, right. Hopefully they don't. So, I mean, if the Yankees find themselves in a little bit of trouble where they got to make up some ground, they definitely have the schedule in September because once they get past, like we said, once they get past the Rays on September second, 
unless you want to count the or the uh, Orioles and the Blue Jays as you know maybe being a little bit of a thorn mm-hmm. in their side. But they're yeah. clear, they're obviously they're going to be they're going to be significantly better than everybody they play in September. Yes. So they can definitely make up ground if they need to. But like you said, Ryan glorified spring training. GST. You know? Get to thirty-five, you'll get into postseason. Make sure you're just make sure you're hosting that best of three. That's it. That's really it. That's it. So some uh, some news for us is that uh, we have some new merch dropping Tuesday. Uh, Garrett Cole is making a start. Uh, he Boone said that it's going to be Cole and Tanaka in Atlanta. So Garrett Cole starting Tuesday, and we will have some new merch to uh, to go along with that start. I told you that the Garrett Cole idea would hit me when I was down the shore, and it did. You got you got I it, mean, dude. It's a yeah, good I mean, one. He had to get he had he had to get pissed off for it to happen, but still. <laughs> A loss for the Yankees might be a win for us. So I mean, I'll, t- I'll I guess, take it like, sometimes. You know, you got to take it sometimes. Not in October. Uh, I'll take it. No, in definitely in, not in October. In, in August, we'll take it. So that's uh, be on the lookout for that. We'll, we'll de- so follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. We'll definitely tweet about it. Hopefully, uh, you know, Chris's tummy issues will be over by then, so we can yeah, get a little good. promo code. We can get a little promo code working too. A little promo. So a little promo code. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. So uh, promo code. Yeah. <clears throat> you, you okay over there? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to episode 190 of the NYYST podcast. As I said, please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Uh, we'll do things a little differently here. Chris. Oh, my Tommy. Oh, oh, oh peace. Stack guy, Rye. Go, Yanks. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>